Hello to all the mummies. It is that time of the week. Yes, it's fun here at It's a Mom's Life with myself, Denise, and Tando. Say hello, Tando. Hello, moms. So last week was funny and entertaining as we reminisced on the things that almost stopped us from having kids of our own. From vomiting to dirt to screams in shopping centers, we have learned to survive. This week, Mm -hmm. we get real and we want to be real about baby blues. Yes, I do feel that after having a baby, right... A woman doesn't get enough support from the medical system. Yeah. No, they look after you very, very well during pregnancy. You know, you go for your planned checkups. You know when to come back. You know what vitamins to take. Mm. It's awesome. But after having a baby, it's as if, you know, they say, goodbye. You're on your own. Figure it out. Um, We don't know what you're going to do, but you'll be fine. And not everyone has a family, you know, to help them through so true. You know, the process. And not everyone has the support system around them to help them navigate this new life of being a mom. Okay, not everyone has a support system around them to help them navigate this new life as a mom. Let's chat about that. Do you love radio? Well, of course, if you're listening to... And all your entertainment! Okay, can I tell you that I had no idea I needed to take my baby for immunization? And I had no idea that after three days of giving birth, I needed to go back to the clinic or to the hospital because no one told me, you know. So from the hospital, it was after birth, take your baby and go. And I had no mom to tell me that, listen, you need to do this after this and you need to do this. There was no ABCs that were given to me. And how I found out was um, from an elderly lady at church she asked me one Sunday after, you know, while talking about the baby and all that, have you taken your baby for immunization? I'm like, um, what is that? Sure. <laughs> and she was so lovely because she explained the whole thing. And she was also upset, you know, that the, the hospital didn't explain. So I'm like, I didn't take my baby for three-day checkup. Yeah. I think it was about six weeks at that time when I was speaking to the, to the lady and she was explaining what needs to happen. I think it was like six weeks later after having a baby. That's Can you imagine? <laughs> and when I got to the clinic, can I tell you, they gave me hell. And no one was like, oh, shame, you know, feeling sorry for me. But everyone was like, how do you not know? How do you not take your child yeah. for immunization? How do you not know? It's like obvious. Hey, you have a baby. This is what you do. Sure. <laughs> and can I tell you, I cried because they were attacking me. In front of like the whole entire clinic, because mm-hmm. how do you not know that, you know, when you have a baby, this is what you need to yeah, do. Yeah. So that's where for me, I thought, you know what, moms don't really have, 
you know supportive moms like me i know if you know by i don't know by what you know <laughs> good yeah. for you but yeah. i had no idea and if someone didn't explain to me that this is what happens afterwards how do you know yeah you know how do you know um i just want to like add in there like uh, you know a lot of moms now i went to a, a private hospital and yeah. i was sort of taught and i also do have a mom but there's a lot of moms out there that don't go to private hospitals yeah. i know like perhaps in um, america or other countries that are listening at the moment wherever you are from there's either your private hospital or your public hospital and often yeah. especially in the desolate areas areas where there's you know uh, you know the finances are not great um you know the 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 hospital support system is not great either mm. that's why that's why it's such it's such an important thing to get awareness out there of how to be a mom after you actually have your baby and um yeah i think it's a matter of just praying over our, our hospitals and yeah. you know that people actually have compassion for for moms that actually don't know because moms some moms really don't no, know and can i tell you because the first baby i had it on a different public hospital and the second time around they actually did explain to me so i feel like it is part of the process yes but it's a thing of do they feel like doing it do they want to do it that's, because that's, the second time they explained, and I was so impressed because I didn't expect. I was like, oh, but I know now because yeah. of the first experience. So it comes down to a bit of compassion there. So I knew someone in my family who went through through um, postmortem depression, baby blues, if you want to put it into nice terms. Yeah. Um, and it, it really is quite serious. Yeah. Um, but I also think often it comes when there is no support structure like we're speaking about. People who feel isolated and alone. Now, I know, I know this is not always the case, but I think it plays a very big role because some moms are alone. They don't have, as I said, uh, mothers or grands or aunts. that They like literally have their baby even without mm, the, the other true. party, you know, the spouse or the boyfriend, whatever. Um, you can end up in hospital away from your baby for days. This is what happens to, to this person. They literally ended up in hospital for this depression for days um you know and if you leave something like this can you imagine what would happen okay. um it's it's really not something to play with and i think that to acknowledge it to understand i have a problem um and then tell your family or tell someone about it and um, to get the support structure uh, is really important. To get no, some absolutely. kind of yeah. encouragement from someone, someone you can talk to is really, really important. No, that's that's true, Denise, because you're being in the falls with your baby and you and you don't know yeah. what you're doing yeah. can be very, very stressful. So some of the signs or the symptoms that you might have baby blues, because you know what they usually say, baby blues last for a few days or you know a few weeks um, yeah. after you're having a baby. So it shouldn't take longer than that. And anything longer than that, then it possibly might be postnatal depression, you know, yeah. and you need to go to a doctor and have someone, you know, talk to you about that. But when you have baby blues, so these are some of the signs and some of them I did recognize from, from myself, from my own yeah. experience. So mood swings, <laughs> you know, and anxiety, of course. Yeah. Sadness, I can relate to that one because you said your life is over you just sitting at home with the baby <laughs> <Upside down. laughs> you know what i'm saying and you are irritable or irritability feeling overwhelmed yeah. definitely crying definitely yeah <laughs> reduced concentration or you lose your appetite or trouble sleeping yeah i mean after having a baby your whole lifestyle changes dramatically yeah it does and very quickly you notice the difference 
and no longer can you just you know go out for movies with your friends or even with your husband no. you're no longer going to work because you're now on maternity leave and also this culture that um for three months a woman needs to stay away from you know human interaction yeah. and be locked in the house with the baby yeah. for i don't know because the baby is not fully human yet you know how people believe that that people a child is um susceptible to catching bad spirits and all yeah. these other things that you know superstitious things we might believe in yeah. is part of the problem because now a woman is stuck at home with this baby and she has no one else to talk to yeah. all she hears is every day, day all day of course that's good. at some point that's going to lead you to be sort of depressed i would definitely be depressed yeah um yeah so if you if you are listening from another country that's pretty much like an an african thing that happens here but i honestly think that it's not only just um africa that it happens in in, i think in every culture there's something that um you know is put on to mothers to stop them from doing things because baby will get sick or baby will um whatever whatever your your experience is and the thing just to remember is that um you know it's 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 not set in stone you don't have it doesn't mean you stop yourself from talking to someone it doesn't mean that people can't come in and visit you um i understand that there's cultural things but when it comes to depression i think it's a really it's a really tough subject that we actually need to um look at and and consider um besides the traditional things that happen in, in your home we're going to listen to newsboys god's not dead featuring kezai julie's the McBite Remix, Christian House. Let love explode and bring the dead to life. A love so bold to see a revolution.
Pastor Mike Sadie from Hillsong Church in Pretoria and you're listening to Active FM where Christ's music is hot music. So that was a little bit of a good mood feeler for you. Get some house music in there. Yes. So so here are some helpful tips that I actually read up on um, and one of them being compassion. Compassion is so important to help someone overcome this time. Um, just lending a helping hand uh, is so important, uh, as insignificant as it may be. Um, you know, just washing dishes, uh, just washing, taking the washing and doing the washing clothes, um, caring for the baby for a bit whilst someone sleeps. I remember my mom, 
coming like as soon as I had Joshua obviously she came and she she was with me mm. and I literally she said to me go and sleep I'll take care of baby and for I was literally knocked out for mm. three hours awesome. and that you cannot believe how much that helps yeah. um you know anything can help um and just having them open up to you even lending an ear not judging but literally just listening to what they have to say and how yeah. they're feeling um, praying with them declaring the word over them but most importantly just loving them um it's not a time for judgment it's a time to go you know you can do this we can do this together um yeah. yes the next thing is understanding so compassionate being compassionate and then understanding that they are going through a really difficult time um you know like Tundal says they may have mood swings and their behavior may seem up and down and strange and they may lash out you as a person on the receiving end, so I'm talking those, you know, moms perhaps um, that are receiving this, perhaps even from daughters or friends or whatever, um, just understand, um, you may just need to understand that it's not aimed at you. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we can take things personally, um, even husbands that are listening, hopefully husbands are listening, don't take these times personally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So refrain from getting upset and adding fuel to that fire. Um, there may be time when you need to step in and say something, um, you know, if, if things are getting a little bit out of hand or you can see that the, the spiraling down of that mindset is getting really bad where you can yeah. just say, I think we need to talk. I think we need to go to the doctor. I think you may you may need a little bit more help here. Um, but make sure that whatever you say, husbands, uh, mothers, friends, that it is as gentle as possible. It cannot be this mm. fighting. Why are you saying this? What are you doing? Have you not, like, have you not learned? None of that. Make sure it's as gentle as possible. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's really important to, to get back to, to, your, to your routine, That's whatever good, that yeah. looks like. And I know the first six weeks might be a challenge. This is not saying now you leave the hospital, you go home, you go back to your Yana. routine. <laughs> I get that there's that whole six-week period where you need to heal you know, and, and yeah. get better. But make sure that you get back to your routine as quickly or as soon as, pos as you can, actually. Yeah. Because like I said previously in, in other shows, your baby is not here to take away from you. Yes. But your baby is actually here to add on to yeah. everything else that you were doing. So it's not to say, you know, now I'm going to stop this, now I'm going to stop that but is now finding other ways to actually do the things you used to do yeah. but now with baby around correct so yes. it does take a lot of you know a little more effort maybe than before because now you have to consider that you have a baby yeah so you can do the things you used to do and even much more and i thank god personally that i had the support system my church family yeah. you know, and my husband and people that i could talk to who if I felt sad, you know, over the fact that my life is over, yeah. I'm sitting at home most of the day with a crying baby. And can I tell you, my firstborn was a crying baby. <laughs> <laughs> and you on maternity leave for three months and all you do is look after your baby that could lead to depression for real. Yeah. And I mean, there's days where I only bath when my husband got home because all day I was feeding the baby. And you know those moments where you think that, you know, I can put the baby down, the baby's sleeping, maybe no. I can try and clean the house or cook a meal or bath, even a simple thing like bathing yourself. I mean, I <laughs> promise you there's times that I would put my baby down and you know how you tip your toe out of the room to think, you know, now they're sleeping. And before you even touch anything, you just hear, ah, 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 
and then you know it starts all over again yeah, and you're trapped that. in that cycle you know of i've been sitting on the couch since whatever time because even <laughs> nighttime you're not sleeping because in between you were feeding and waking up and burping and all of these things changing diapers yeah but now during the day it's the same thing so really if you don't have you know a support system or someone to talk to tell me how do you cope with something like that yeah yeah I remember having um, also Joshua and you'd literally have that t- like sometimes, sometimes if you're lucky, that like 10 or 20 minute gap that you run to the bathroom and you quickly do your bath. And as soon as, and like you just like, it's just, you know, yeah. use that time. Um, <laughs> but uh, if baby's crying, it won't, it really won't kill him. As long as he's crying, you know that he or she yeah. is alive. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, so if you have to leave him or her for five minutes, it really is okay. In fact, I remember having a lady who was really struggling. She had twins. And she actually said to me, um, she had called the doctor and she said I, she doesn't know if she can do this. It's The babies were crying. It's two of them. Yeah. And, you know, not out of, not out of, now you can't just do this. But he said, you know, put babies into the cot and for five, ten minutes, leave the room and actually just calm yourself. It's okay if babies cry. That's what yeah. they do. Obviously, if they're sick, you cannot leave them. But, I mean, if they just cry because of the sake of crying, which is what babies do, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's okay to just take a five-minute, ten-minute capturing of your mind and go, okay, I don't need to stress about this, and then go back and actually handle it yeah. the way that you should. Yeah. We're going to listen to I Follow You.
FM radio has never been better. So, so ladies and and you know the ladies, you know husbands, boyfriends, um, uh, mothers, friends. Time means a lot. Um, spending time with someone is really, really important, especially when they have baby. Yeah. Um, they'll feel very lonely looking at four walls, as we have been speaking about, and a screaming child, which is not fun. Um, I remember my grandparents picking me up, my right. pastor mm-hmm. picking me up, my parents telling me to come over. It's so important that someone with a baby, as, as far as possible, yeah. should be around people. Because they can have conversations with people, you know. Um, I know people who migrated to other countries and had their baby there. And it was hard because they had no immediate support. There was no friends. There was still, and I'm talking about literally on the verge of giving birth. Um, There was no support system. Friendships are so important during these times. Um, Make sure that you are um, you know, chatting to, to the people or to the women that are in your life that are pregnant, that yeah. have babies, that are having babies. It is so important. You know, if I can just add on that, because I also remember people coming to pick me mm-hmm. up for coffee, yeah. my pastor being one of them as well. And sometimes just to be at a house for an hour or two. Yeah. And even that time when you said your mom, you know, just for you to sleep, you know, those little things yeah. are so important and they're so helpful. And I know they, they cooked meals for me also, yeah. I think for the first two weeks. I had some of the girls, you know, at the church make meals for me. Yes, and yeah. it's, it, it actually, you don't understand what a difference that actually it makes yeah. because you just had this life change and this support system that you actually have, yeah. which really, really helps. So there's this worship leader, right? His name is Rico. And he said something that's very much part of our church life. And I think it's something that it's, it, we should practice as a norm as human beings, especially as believers. You know, the, if someone has a child and they're married, they get somebody else to mentor them that's yeah. you know, been married already and they also have children and also get someone who is maybe newly, you know, <laughs> do I put this? <laughs> What's it all? Find someone with a child and is married, get them to mentor you, but also find someone with a child so that you can be able to mentor. So there is someone pouring into you, you are also pouring into somebody else. And I think that's so important because that's what we do, you know, in in, in our church life daily, that someone is pouring into us, but we also have people that we are pouring into. But imagine if that cycle with, you know, this whole depression thing that we're speaking about can actually be carried out that no one is by themselves. No one is struggling on their own because there is, you know, somebody that can help them. It will make things much easier for everyone. Yeah, so we obviously know that there's there might be moms out there that really don't have friends, don't have family or on their own. And that's why it's really important for you to get into a um, an environment where there are people that that can support you. There may be support groups around um, that you can look look up. But um, I think most importantly, from our experience, just being in the church, yeah, um, you know, going to to the right church, going to a church where someone else will actually come to you and go, I- I'll help you. Mm. Obviously, don't leave your baby with anyone, but just mm. advice, just the simple thing of talking, getting to a church. Get into a place where you can be ministered to and where you can actually speak. Um, so Psalm 14, verse 1 to 2 says, I wait 
patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of my miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. So sometimes it's okay to feel down or overwhelmed, um, you know, because we all know that we get there sometimes, but we can't stay there. Yeah. We need to ensure we get out of that pit. The way, the way we do this is trusting God, first of all, praying and reading the word, declaring the word over ourselves. Um, but also don't be scared, as I said earlier, like just at the top there, don't be scared to ask for help. Yeah. Don't be scared to pick up a phone and speak to someone about how you are feeling. And most importantly, don't not accept help from people. So in other words, let me put it another way. Accept help from people. Yeah. Um, embrace the help because they won't be asking you if they don't want to help you. Um, and take it from me and perhaps Tando. If they are, oh well. They're going to help now anyway. Right. So, so just take it, you know, and make sure that you get into a place where you can find someone to speak to. Um, it's really important, but we're going to end the show on that note. Yeah. Um, if you do need any support, we would love to get in touch with you. Um, even though we're in another country, you know, there's technology that can, can help. Mm-hmm. We don't mind doing that either, but we hope that you enjoyed this and we can't wait to chat to you next week. Yes. So that is from us. We will see you next week. We're going to head out with reactive supernatural broken to pieces.
drops of blood hitting the ground. Jesus, you broke the curse, your blood absorbing the hurt. Now ecstatic praise fills my mouth.
catch us on Instagram at ActivateFM777, Twitter and Gab at ActivateFM, Facebook at ActivateFM forward slash triple seven, as well as YouTube at ActivateFM and our website at www.activefm.co.za. Don't stop, don't hesitate, find, follow and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out.